says that today we are continuing our sermon series on mental health. So in the first week, we saw how we can deal with the emotional struggles and the mental illness that comes in our lives at times. And we said that we need to fight back when we are emotionally attacked. In the second week, we said we need to foresee the danger that is coming ahead of us. And we need to prepare ourselves, our lives to handle the danger in the name of mental illness that's coming on our way. And we also talked about in what ways God can protect us and protect our families. In the third week, we learned, you know, we should not allow our flesh to control our mind through fear, through disobedience, through anger, through forgiveness, through bitterness. At times, we allow our flesh to control our mind. So we saw, listen to me, look at me, listen to me, do not miss anything. So when we saw, you know, um, uh, we should not allow our flesh, our nature to control our mind so that we will not be controlled, our, mi our mind will not be controlled by our flesh. When we allow our flesh to overcome our mind, that's the time we fall into mental illness. And last week we talked about how the devil could influence our mind in a very cunning way, in a very deceptive way, and lead us into some of the most common mental illnesses. And this morning, we are going to continue the same line. And before that, we, last week, we also talked about a couple of very important things. He throws, the devil throws negative thoughts in our minds, and he makes us to get discouraged. At times, we feel negative. We feel so negative, and we get discouraged easily. And he makes us to think so low about us. You are not capable. You are not eligible to do this. You, are, you cannot accomplish what you are trying to do. It's not easy. And you see, the devil says that you are totally inadequate for this job, for this family, to get come into this family, to have such as children, good children. You are not capable. You are not eligible. You are not for all the blessings that God has given us. You know, at times we feel, we feel so low about our, ourselves. And we also see, we also saw that, you know, we at times lose our enthusiasm and we stop doing things. We become useless. We have a feeling that we are useless to anyone. At times, you know, devil causes us to worry too much and takes the joy, robs the, robs the joy out of our lives. And finally, we said last week, he convinces us that there is no purpose, there is no reason for our existence on the face of this earth. And he makes us totally ineffective. So these are a couple of things that we spoke last week, trying to understand the devil's influence concerning our mental health. And today, as we continue the series on mental health, we are going to see how God can help us to navigate through some of the emotional challenges that we face every day in our lives. And this week and next week, we are going to talk about some of the practical aspects they may not be very high-grade uh, high uh, depression or high-grade mental illness, high-severe mental illness, but they may be common to us. You and I go through it in every day in and out in our lives. In our life, we are expected to face challenges. You know, that's how the life on the face of this earth is. It's not easy. 
It's not, you know, it's not just a, you know, it's not just a, you know, easy walk. But it is going, it's difficult. We are already getting hit by the struggles that we face every day in our, in our lives. So this morning, I want to title my sermon as Deal With It. Can you say that with me? Deal With It. So the title conveys that do not run away from it and instead deal with it. Let's face it. We can't escape, we can't run away, we can't go anywhere. But let's face, with, we face it, let's deal with it. So let's consider some of the moderate health illnesses that we go through in our lives. Moderate mental health problem is when a person has more symptoms that can make their day-to-day life much difficult than usual. Things that you used to do easily, now you find it difficult to handle those things. You can talk to any number of people and handle them and manage them, but now you don't feel like talking to anyone. You have the struggle that is going on within you. So these are some of the moderate mental illnesses that we are going to talk about it. So as of now, they are not very severe or very serious psychiatric disorders. But if we continue to deal with it, eventually we may end up in having mental disorders. We need to deal with it in a very proper way. And we need, to, we need the help of God here. We need the help of word of God. Such symptoms can occur in our daily lives. And, but most of the time, we just ignore it. Without our knowledge, we ignore it. You know, sometimes when we observe, take time to observe your life, and imagine you turn on a camera in your house and leave the camera on throughout the day, and at the end of the night, you rewind and play it back and see what had gone through in your life during the day. You're talking about those things. The more they occur, the more we ignore, they will lead us into Mental illness. In a moderate mental illness, they are also predictors of chronic mental illness. Today it's a moderate condition, something we can do to handle it. But eventually if we just leave with those things in our lives, they also tell you, they also indicate that there is a danger that is coming. Chronic mental illness. So this morning, all that we need to do is we must deal with it. So I want you to think about your day-to-day life. The moments that you find it difficult to handle. Children nagging you all through the day. Irritating you all through the day. Easily you get irritated and deal with them harshly. Those moments you feel you are totally helpless. When such a thought strikes your life, you are totally taken over by those thoughts and those imaginations. And you feel strengthless and powerless. We are talking about those moments then when you feel like giving up because you are exhausted. You tried everything that's possible and you know, you tried your best. You are just totally exhausted. You just want to leave everything. You just want to give up and run somewhere and go somewhere. We are talking about the struggles that we go through in our lives every day, in and out. So we're going to talk about four or five different things that we handle, we struggle with as we face them every day in our lives. You know, we have hope in God. We have hope in the word of God. Because even when the disciples, you know, at times when they got discouraged, 
The 12 disciples, they were with the Lord Jesus Christ. They got discouraged at times. Even Lord Jesus himself got discouraged at the Garden of Gethsemane. You remember at some point of time in the life I, uh, when Jesus was ministering, Jesus looked at the disciples and he said in John chapter 14, verse 27, we want to read that for you right now. John chapter 14, verse 27. Can you read that with me? Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This morning I believe this verse is for somebody. This verse is for someone. God is telling you this morning, peace I live with you. And I give you my peace, not the world way the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This morning I do not know what your heart is troubled with, what you are afraid of. But this morning God is telling you, my son, my daughter, I want you to listen to me. God is telling you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, this morning we are afraid of something in our lives. We are troubled with something that's going on in our lives. And the word of God coming to you this morning, that God is encouraging you and telling you, I give you peace. I am taking care of you. Let your heart not be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So number one, mental condition that we deal with, emotional condition that we deal with every day is inability to concentrate. Inability to concentrate. Mind wanders somewhere else as we are focusing on something else. Even right now as I speak, you are struggling to control your mind. Even though your eyes are looking at me, your mind is wandering somewhere else. I can look at only your face, I can't look at your mind. So you made a decision, I will never turn my face away from him, I will keep looking at him, otherwise he's going to tell him something. But where is your mind even right now? Your mind is not here. Number one emotional struggle that you deal with, I deal with, is inability to concentrate. For some reason, I found it out that as age increases, the struggle increases. Not necessarily though. Even children are having struggle concentrating on focusing. Mind wanders while focusing on something else. Loss of concentration is a symptom of depression. Loss of concentration is one of the symptoms of depression. Concentration requires that you want to reach some goal in your life that you believe that it is worth. Concentration, that simply means that requires that you have a goal to achieve in your life. And you feel that that's important for you. And it is worth working towards it. That's the reason you want to focus on. That's the reason you want to concentrate on. We all struggle to focus on to do something. Some of us lost the ability of doing something, anything that's useful, because we cannot concentrate. Because we cannot focus on something else. I'm talking about some of the struggles that you deal with every day and I have. I have the same problem. You have the same problem. What are we doing for our personal growth? We don't do anything. Do we read daily? At times we don't do. 
Do we develop new skills? We don't take effort. Why? We know we can't focus. We can't concentrate. This morning, I'm here to tell you that we have a problem here. We have more potential than what we have currently. We are more capable of what we are do doing right now. But your routine suppresses it. But your learning will expose your abilities, your skills. What we need is focus, concentration. I have a struggle. I have the same struggle when I sit to prepare my sermon. My mind goes into different places. Then I need to forcefully bring my mind to concentrate. Otherwise, I can't preach. I can't deliver the sermon. I, need to, I have struggle within me. That's the reason I'm telling you this morning that we all have the struggle with us, within us. Our mind wanders when we are trying to do something. When we open the textbook, when we open the Bible, when we start listening to a sermon, when we are trying to learn something new, our mind wanders. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul writes, saying, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. What does it say? Whose mind, all of our mind, the God of this age, who is the God of this age? Satan, the devil, has blinded. How can we blind our mind? If our eyes blind, we can't see. But our mind is blind, we can't think, we can't concentrate, we can't focus. So always you see there is an influence of devil coming into the picture. When God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they were perfect, created in a perfect condition. They were on their mind. God told them, you be fruitful and multiply and take dominion over every, everything, the rest of the creation. But they, when they sinned, they lost the ability even to control their mind. It's taken over by somebody else. The sovereignty over the mind is handed over to someone else. And we see here whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Not only in spiritual matters. You know, sometimes we misunderstand the scripture. Not only in spiritual matter, but even for other things. The God of this age has blinded our eyes. And today you struggle to concentrate. I struggle to concentrate. And this is a serious problem that we are talking about. It's something related to the mental illness. And we are trying to deal with this. Jesus, when he sent out the 70 disciples. Listen to me. It's an interesting story. And he told them, the harvest is plenty. And the laborers are very few. And I'm sending you as lambs in the midst of wolves. And he chose 70 people. And we read that in Luke chapter 10 verse 4. If you can read with me. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, or sandals. And greet no one along the road. That was the instruction given by Jesus. We are talking about our inability to concentrate. That was the instruction given by Jesus. I was thinking. If Jesus has to say that today, probably Luke 10.4, this is what he would have said. Don't carry any credit card. No cell phone. Don't message anyone. Don't tweet. Don't share anything. That's what Jesus would have told. Exactly that's what Jesus would have told. You know, sometimes when we read the scripture, you know, we understand the scripture in different ways. Some of us would understand, think that, you know, Jesus was asked, 
they're asking them to depend on God, not really to depend on these material things. If you have total faith in God, don't need money. You don't need any backpack. You don't need any sandals. You don't need any of those things. You don't need to carry anything. Just trust in God and just go. You know, today even ministers of God go in that way to minister into those areas where, you know, they may not even have enough food there, but they go. They go trusting God, and we see God providing them in a miraculous way. That's happening. But in this context, this is what I understand. Jesus is telling very clearly. Jesus is willing, telling very clearly, do not take money back. If you take money back with you, listen to me, you will spend unnecessarily. You will spend buying many things unnecessarily. You get distracted from for what I'm sending you. Are you getting it? Do not take money back with you. You will get distracted unnecessarily buying different stuff, whatever you see. You know, today when we go for shopping, and I don't want to really talk about it, but then, you know, <sighs> I wish if we have a list, shopping list, and go and pick up those things, just, just, just this. But we go to shop, we go for shopping and we find, you know, what is really good, what looks really attractive, what looks really good. Children, they do it, I agree, understand that. So money back, you spend unnecessarily, it brings too much of distraction to your life. Some of you are just turning to your wife and looking at her, I don't know why, I don't understand. Knapsack. You fill your bag with stuff that you don't really need. And Jesus was telling him, telling them, do not take your knapsack. You don't need to take a carry bag with you. And fill those things with all different kinds of stuff. You will end up not doing what you are sent for. That happens many times in our lives. We have too much stuff in our handbag. We're not supposed to talk about those things. Sandals, you end up in going to different places that's not required to be there. You don't, you're not expected to be there in those places. Do not take sandal with you when you travel, especially to those 70. Greet no one. Jesus is not telling that you ignore people, don't consider them. No, 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 it's not that. Jesus is telling them, avoid distraction. You know, people always have something to say. Either good or bad. They always have something to say. You know, by listening to all these things, Jesus is telling, greet no one. You know, sometimes ministers of God, they, they say that when they come for Sunday morning to church service, they don't want anybody to talk to them, anything, because that distracts their mind. They are in prayer, they are in focus to deliver the sermon. They don't want to hear anything. You know, that's the time you'll end up in hearing a lot of negative things. This is happening, that's happening. A child is sick, you know, somebody is sick. You know, that, that's one of the reasons. You know, I'm not like that. I try to, still try to listen to you. Otherwise, you know, I try to handle it. Otherwise, I may not respond at times. If I find it too much, too difficult to handle. So people always have something to say. So God is telling us, do not take money back. Do not take knapsack. Do not wear your sandals. Do not greet anyone. It's not just a literal meaning. I'm trying to convey what is needed? Inability to concentrate. Today, God is asking us to 
Concentrate on those things. Concentration is a struggle for all of us. And this morning I pray that God may deliver us from those things. You know, the first step for deliverance is to identify those problems. Is to realize that we have a problem. When you go to doctor and you come to the doctor and your doctor tell him, and doctor, how are you doing? And doctor says, I'm good, how are you doing? I'm good, so how can I help you? No, there's nothing wrong, wrong with me, doctor. Everything is going well, fine. Then why did you come here? I just came here just to say hello. And then in what way the doctor can help us? First thing that we need to do is identify that we have a struggle here in this area. Secondly, sudden drop in strength. I have seen people collapsing just like that. Not only the mood changes all of a sudden, at times you lose your strength, you lose your energy, you feel like you don't have any energy at all, you thought everything is going well, but all of a sudden you're upset over many things. It happens to me, I'm talking to you. With, you know, last week, one day I was good, I was doing really well, but the next day, my wife is a witness, my, the next day I was not at all okay, and she was asking me, what's wrong with you? Talking about something that we all go through, we all deal with that. Every day, in our lives, at times we feel useless, inadequate, we feel totally we are exhausted. When someone says something bad about us, when we hear a negative report, all of a sudden we just drop down. We lose our strength. We feel we don't have any strength at all. When we realize that people are taking advantage over your lives. You would have helped people. You would have done so many things to people. You would have brought up a family in your life. You would have supported them because you came to this nation. You are obligated to support to somebody else and you would have supported and eventually they may not even turn back to you at all. At times you would have prayed for people when God blessed them with such a blessing, they may not even turn back to you and even, they may not even update you on the blessing that they received. There may be so many things that we may go through in our families, in our situations. When people, we realize that people are taking advantage over us, we just lose our strength. At times we depend on somebody. And when that somebody turns her or his back to us, we can't handle it. May it be your spouse. May it be your children, may it be someone in the family. When they turn their back to you, you lose your strength. You can't handle the situation anymore. When strength all of us, when strength all of a sudden drops. At times we lose strength, it depends on what others say to us. When things are not happening the way that we expect, when things are happening in opposite way, when things are happening in a negative way than what we expected, we lose energy, we lose strength. At times we bring to a common understanding at family in the family. But every day when you have struggle with your spouse, sorry, spouse on the same matter, repeatedly, every day, you lose your strength, you lose your energy. David says in Psalm 38, verse 10, can you read that with me? My heart pants. My heart pants, that simply mean my heart pounds. My heart beats heavily. My heart pants. My strength fails me. I'm just losing my strength. As for the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. Psalm 38, 10. He was in the same situation. 
He suddenly found out that his heartbeat has increased. He suddenly found out that he became strengthless. As a child of God, we cannot afford to lose our strength just like that. If we do that, it affects our lives, it affects our family, it affects our relationship, it affects everything. We, you need and I need strength. Isaiah, let's go back to the scripture right now. That's where you can draw strength from Isaiah chapter 40 verses 29 to 31. Let's read that slowly with understanding. Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak. Who gives power? God. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Verse 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utter, utterly fall. Verse 31, but those who wait on the Lord. You know, this scripture makes more sense right now in this context. We lose our strength. We fail in our lives. We don't have strength to handle it anymore. Because the situation is so overwhelming, so struggle, so much of struggle in our lives. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with things like wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. People of God, those who depend on Lord God, those who draw strength from Him, they won't suddenly drop their strength. They will be strengthened. And God wants you to know that thirdly, another struggle that all of us go through, some of us go through at times in our lives, hearing voices. We want to talk about this a little more in detail. When we are emotionally weak, when we are emotionally down, when everything is going in the very wrong negative direction, we lose strength and we want to lean on somebody who is stronger than us. We want to lean on someone who is stronger than us most of the time in this situation, when we go through emotional struggles, we don't open up. We close ourselves and at times we want to depend on God because we believe God is the strength. He has more strength. He can strengthen us and we want to pray. We want to cry to God. We want to ask for God's help. But in the meanwhile, when we go through all these emotional struggles, our brain goes through different situations, different conditions. Because of the stress level and the level of depression that we are trying to handle, the depressive state of the mind, you know, there are neural impulses produced within our brain. Like our any part of the body, the brain started little malfunctioning, little, you know, behaving, little abnormal, and it started throwing neural impulses in the brain that causes a condition called auditory hallucination. Auditory hallucination. It's a common symptom for people who are living in any of the mental illness condition, especially those who are living with schizophrenia. People suffer with this kind of condition. They start hearing voices in their ears. They start hearing, listening to, you know, the immediate thing that comes in our mind as believers, as a child of God, especially spirit-filled people of God, and we feel that it's a devil. We also need to understand the medical medical things that are behind the situation. They hear voices like that sounds like their friend, but they don't see their friend. They hear voices from people who are members of the family who are not alive. They start hearing voices that speaks very kindly, 
very complimentary way. But at the same time, in the very next moment, those voices are unkind and they start criticizing us. You know, you can imagine the functioning, the function, the way the, normally the brain functions, but then there, there are false impulses that are produced because of our emotional stress when we go down literally. We start hearing those things in our ears. The things that we know only private, those things are spoken into our ears and we worry, how does someone knows about it? Who's talking about all these things? They command us, they instruct us to do certain things. We hear those voices in our ears. They often, they give guidance. They even at times give including spiritual guidance and we need to be careful here. Suddenly, devil has a role to play here. Whenever there is a vulnerability, whenever there is, an, there is a door that is opened physically in our body or emotionally in our brain, devil always looks for loopholes and he just gets in right there. And he too influences. Often he gives us guidance and we hear guiding voices and spiritual guidance. And at times there is an urge to danger, do, to, to, do dangerously harm us to do dangerous things. At times it sounds like music, at times it sounds like some kind of noise, at times ringing in the ears. There may be many things that we may be going through. The reason is your mind is not in a good condition. You're emotionally, you are down. Sometimes these voices also sounds like God speaking to you. And we don't know the source of it. We misunderstand such situations. Sometimes it sounds like it's an answer to prayer, but it is not. Remember, these things are not from God. These things are not from God. At times, I, we have seen, I have seen such people go around and they get into the churches and they make a mess there saying that God is asking me to tell this. God is asking me to you to do certain things. We don't listen to such people, but we pray for their mental condition. They need to be delivered from their mental struggle that they are going through. It's not God. Anyone suffering through such condition requires spiritual discernment. We can never make mistakes in our lives if we depend on how to listen to God. If we can never go wrong in our lives if you believe the only written word of God is the authentic voice of God. Amen? The written word of God is the authentic voice of God because at times I don't have the ability to discern what is right, what is wrong. I will stick on to the written word of God, the authentic word of God, the voice of God. You know, no one can alter the written word of God. Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 20, 27, when I'm reading from NIV, just for simplicity, just reading from NIV, John chapter 10 verse 27, my sheep, can you read that with me? My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. God is not telling that whatever you listen in your ears, just start doing those things, go by that. But God is telling us, my sheep, listen to my voice. And I know them well. And they follow me. In fact, Jesus is, this is what I believe, he's telling, my sheep, listen to my voice in the Gospels. My sheep, listen to my voice in the Epistles. My sheep, listen to my voice in the prophetic books of the Old Testament. My sheep listen to my voice in the historic books of the Old Testament. My sheep listen to voice, my voice in the five books of the Bible, the first five books of the Bible as it was revealed to Moses. Do not believe every voice that you hear in your ear. They can vary depending on our mental condition. Listening. 
to God through the written word of God can never lead us astray. The only way to get healing from this particular situation in our lives, there's only one way, fill your mind with the word of God. Fill your mind with the word of God. When we pray for them, <laughs> when we pray for such people, we encourage them to play the word of God so that they can listen to the word of God more. Someone else reading the word of God for them so that they get encouraged. This morning, God is dealing with us some of the struggles that we may be going through in our life. Fourthly, emotional outbursts. Sudden irritability. Causing great struggle in our lives. Fits of cry and laughter. At times we feel suddenly angry. We don't know why. There's may, there may not be any reason for it. At times we feel suddenly guilty. At times we feel that we are so, you know, so afraid. We are so stressful. At times even shyness comes in our lives and we are so, you know, dominated by those things in our lives. These conditions are medically known as intermittent explosive disorders. This affects the way we function. This affects the way we work. This affects our marriage. This affects our relationship, even our spiritual life too. Jenna. Jenna was a little girl at the age of 12 who had to split her time between both the parents because they, are, they were separated. So she at times exhibited violent conditions, violent behavior with her mom, Karen. When something does not go on her, in her way, or if she doesn't get what she wanted to get, at times she becomes so violent, even Karen had to call police for assistance at times to control this 12 years old girl. Karen says, Jenna can be incredibly sweet and loving and affectionate girl. I have seen that. But I have also seen this very frightening and horrific side of her which I don't recognize. At times even I think that, you know, she would have turned to something else. She would have turned to some other person at times. Many of us go through this in our lives. The similar condition, our mood swings, emotional, we experience emotional peaks in our lives in both the direction. Such people are difficult to trust. It's difficult to handle at times we can be never consistent in our behavior. This morning we are talking about some of the struggles that we go through in our lives daily. Such people, they easily lose their social connection, at times covered with guilt and shame because of the results of, the result of their behavior. When we go through such struggles, what we need is rest. We need to rest in God. Not just ordinary rest. We need to rest in God. Bible is very clear about it. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Shall we turn our Bibles? Jesus said, let's listen what he said. Is what exactly he said. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me. Can you read with me? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. God is telling us your emotional struggle 
is so heavy for you to handle. That's why you get into different situations in your life. And you have been laboring heavy. You know, some of us have labored heavy in our lives in the past. And when it comes to a situation in our lives, we are unable to benefit out of the heavy labor that we did in our lives. It breaks our heart. It affects our emotion. And we need rest. Jesus is saying, you need rest. My brother, my sister, my son and my daughter, Jesus is telling us this morning that you need rest. And he says, I will give you rest. The yoke that you are handling on you is so heavy. It's going to weary out. It's going to make you tired. I will replace that yoke. That's what exactly he says. I will replace that yoke with another yoke. And that yoke is going to be light and easy. Your emotions and my emotions need to be controlled by something that's not going to make us weary. That's not going to make us tired. Only God can do it. Only Jesus can do it. Try to give your neck to the yoke to fall on your life. And you will see the blessing of God. I don't know what it means to you, but it means something to you. Try to bend your neck and allow the yoke of God to fall on you. It may be a call of God in your life. It may be God wants you to do something in your life. Whatever it means to you this morning. And that yoke is light and that yoke is easy. I used to tell 21 years working in various industries in various nations. The job was never a blessing for me. I personally share with people at times. The job all along the 21 years never that was a blessing for us. And I feel at times I feel sorry about it that I am a latecomer into ministry. Why did I waste so many years in my life? It was never that yoke was strong and heavy over my life and my our family's life. But when we gave our neck for some other yoke to fall on our lives, that burden is easy. That burden is light. There are struggles. There are challenges. But we know we carry that for someone else. We carry that yoke for somebody else who entrusted that responsibility to us. I don't know what it means to you this morning, but God is speaking to you. Emotional out, but finally we'll just close with this. Feel like quitting. People easily come to a conclusion that it's, there is no other option than quitting. Even though this particular situation not necessarily be a result of a mental illness, Suddenly one comes to a decision of quitting due to tremendous mental stress. People quit friendship, people quit relationship, people quit marriage, people quit job, people quit responsibilities, people quit businesses, people even quit following Jesus Christ, people at times quit their own life. Constant stress and anxiety makes us feel tired, empty, weak, broken, dejected, incapable, and unsuccessful, and eventually quit. That's the only option. And this morning God is telling us the time is about to come in our lives. It's a challenging times that are ahead of us. And God wants us to know it's not the will of God when people lose their emotional strength. At times they feel like quitting. God doesn't want you to give up in those areas where God has a plan for you. 
God doesn't want, to, want you to give that's, that's those marriages, those relationships, those business, those jobs where God has a plan for you. God doesn't want you to unfollow Jesus because God has a plan for you. God wants you to fight it out. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I'm just giving you a couple of scriptures that may help you this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. We need to fight it out. It's not easy. The first sermon seems of the series, fight back. Paul says at the end of his life, it was not easy. We need to fight it out. We need to fight back. I have fought the good fight and have finished the race. I have kept the faith. At times we think that it's not rewarding. Whatever I'm doing, it's not rewarding. It's not helping anybody. You think that you are not a blessing to at all. You're not a blessing to your family. You're not a blessing to your children. You are not a blessing to anybody. Why am I living on the face of this earth? That's a thought comes in your mind. I'm totally incapable of helping anybody, doing anything for anybody. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 7, God is telling, God is speaking. God says, but you be strong. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. You know, this is the word of God to you this morning. You're thinking that, what am I doing on the face of this earth? And you know what? If you trust in God, God counts everything. Every bit of the struggle that you go through in your life. The investment that you made in your family is the life of your children. It will never go waste. Believe in the scripture and pray to God. Second Chronicles 15, 7, shall we read it again? But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. There's a cost that we already paid for following Jesus. Let's not quit. Let's not turn back. Jesus asked some of the disciples to follow him. You remember the story? With that I will close. Jesus asked some of the disciples to follow him. One disciple said, Lord, let me go and bury my father. <laughs> the issue is not just burying the father, but the issue is telling excuse. And what was the excuse? He was asking for an excuse and he was saying, <coughs> Lord, let me go. Listen to me. Lord, let me go and bury my dad. He was saying an excuse. And Jesus said to them, let the dead bury their dead. You follow me. You preach the kingdom of God. And another one said, let me go first. And I bid farewell to them. I say bye-bye to them. And then I will come and follow you, God. And this is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Can we read this? But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. It's not only in ministry. In everything that God wanted you to do, it can be a business, it can be your job, it can be your relationship, it can be children, you know, whatever that God wants you to do. Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Do it whatever God has given you to do. God has entrusted the responsibility of caring for you caring for your family, caring for the work of God, caring for the community, caring for people around you, caring for your own family. Your family may be struggling in somewhere else and God wants you to bring them up in your future so that they may be blessed. Whatever responsibility God is entrusting you, God is telling us this morning, 
Do not turn back. Move forward. God is with you. This morning we are just going to pray. Can we all just arise this morning as I summarize? There are mental challenges in our day-to-day life, in our daily life. God wants you and I to deal with them. Not to give them, not to give, give up in those areas. Your inability to concentrate is your mental condition that you are struggling with. And God is asking you to avoid distractions as far as possible. And start doing something useful so that God can help you. At times you feel that suddenly you are losing strength in your life. And God is telling you when everything around you is going negative, God is asking you to draw strength from him. He will help you. He will strengthen you if you know the source from where you can be strengthened. Too many voices in your life causing you to get into a situation of depression, maybe a low state of mind. You need to listen to the voice of the good shepherd. You need to listen to the voice of the good shepherd as it is written in the word of God. Take your Bible. Spend a few minutes with the word of God and try to find out what God is speaking to you. That will change your life. Try to do that. Try to do it. Your emotional outbursts, maybe it's, 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 it's resulting in your behavior inconsistency. At times, you know, you feel that socially you are unfit. And God is telling you this morning, Jesus is capable of taking those heaviness from you. And he will give you something which is easy and light for you. And quitting is not an option for a child of God. Quitting is not an option for any of us, those who are here. Quitting is not an option for any of you, those who are listening to me. Because God has a greater plan for you in those areas where you are planning to quit. And this morning, I believe God is speaking to you. Can you close your eyes? And we are just going to pray in a moment.